I really need to sort out um, some kind of dampening on my floor because, you know, I said to you last time um, doing the podcast that I've got those two NASs uh, behind, like yeah. under my desk, right? They are not touching the desk. The microphone isn't touching the desk, um, but the microphone can't have a shock mount attached to it. Right. And um, as the drives spin up, it's like you hear the kind of grindy sound that the hard drive makes. That comes through on my audio. Isn't the average sound your hard drive makes more like a... That, yeah, that, well, no, because you got to remember that would be an SSD. <laughs> my SSDs just go, don't want to do it anymore. <laughs> and then just give up. Your fists go... Oh, oh. they're fizzed out. Whoops. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, I start to start to panic about that. I fear reason. disturbance of the force. I hear the sounds of thousands of NN chips breaking. It's like, oh my god! <laughs> I sometimes I swear like Samsung or whoever they're just like, you know what? We know where this is going. Just snap it in half before you even get to it. Yeah. In <laughs> Saving Samsung, the trouble. In Samsung's HQ, there is the shit box, and it's where all the hardware that fail go, and special customers get shipped from that box. <laughs> they see my address and they're like, send it his way. He'll love it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Five months. Amazon had a dodgy deal recently, right? My mate Devine almost got a, a Western Digital Black um, M2 for £13 because they mislabeled a £130 drive. Yeah, it's a Western house- Digital though, so... Yeah, I wouldn't touch that. The house always wins. He says, he, he messaged me later, he's like, cancel my order, the bastards. <laughs> There'll be something in their TNCs about that. Bless them. Yeah. Bless them. I got a good deal on Amazon Prime deal thing recently. They had a, a meat thermometer that was on for like 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 30 quid down to seven ninety nine. Oh, there you go. So I bought myself a new meat thermometer. So you're not thinking of going vegan this year then? No. Strange enough, no. No? You no, sure? no, no. The day I go vegan... I think it's the day I will require you to come out and shoot me. Gladly, mate. Gladly. No problem. If you yeah. said to me, if you said, Skaz, I'm going plant-based, I wouldn't have that much of a problem. But the second you said vegan, I would probably already have the shotgun loaded and pointed at your face. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And let's be honest, if I went vegan, you'd definitely know about it because I'm required to tell you. I'm required to everybody I know that I'm vegan. Mm-hmm. 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 Well, I'd just open up the Christmas hamper and find loads of extra vegetables in <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tofu turkey. And it's like, no, Ram, no. <laughs> just no. Just uh, no. Uh, anyway. <laughs> anyway. How you been, Skaz? I have been alive. And, touch wood, we've not had any hardware failures in literally days. Days, my word! I did have a failed file transfer though that did corrupt a file, but other than that, everything's been fine. I mean, that's technically a hardware failure. Actually, you, get, you get down to its basic level. That was that was a, that was a hiccup on the network. <laughs> I don't know why there was a hiccup. A hiccup on the, on the network. network is still a physical connection there somewhere. Nope. No. 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 <laughs> Everything is still alive though, ticking along. Having occasional anger, like <laughs> outbursts, but when you think about it, everything that goes wrong in life is a hardware failure. Yeah, yeah, heart attack, hardware failure, hardware failure, yeah, <laughs> cancer, <laughs> hardware can, failure. Can, can, can you imagine that? I so, say, yeah, I'm sorry, Mister Johnson. Some of your husband's cells have been corrupted in a transfer. 
<laughs> yeah, we were we were looking to uh, we were looking for a, a, a we were looking for him to duplicate. <laughs> we were going for duplicates, and uh, they got corrupt. And <laughs> it, meant, it, it meant it meant to cut paste, but it's copy paste instead, which is a problem. And, <laughs> and now uh, I'm afraid to say, <laughs> yeah. it's terminal. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we can't make it stop. We tried everything we could, Mrs. Mrs. Smith. I'm afraid your husband blue screened. I'm sorry. Colonel <laughs> panic, mate. We tried jump starting him again, but proper hardware failure, mate. He's brown bread. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's all right. He's in a better place now. The bit's been out the back. Because <laughs> every IT department has to have a box with dead hardware in it. So what's, uh, what's Alzheimer's and memory leak? That's 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 a hard drive corruption, slow hard. That's that's a, that's your smart data failing you, turning oh, you alerty. Yeah. Well, but no, could that not be a RAM failure? Well, the pain's how you want to consider the human brain. Do you consider that a hard drive or RAM? Because if you knock somebody out and they come back to, they do remember stuff in the past, don't they? They don't like lose it all. No, yeah, but they're not proper out though, are they? No, but then people who like died and brought have been brought back to life, they remember stuff. Hmm. Yeah, maybe we could say it's a hard drive. Maybe I would say maybe. it's. I would say it's hard. Yeah, I would say it's a hard drive. I don't. I think you have got some degree of memory there because people do get short-term amnesia, and the RAM gets flashed. So I think there is sort of stuff going on there. <laughs> they lose their memory because they don't manage to. They don't manage to copy it back from RAM fast <laughs> enough. Yeah. Yeah. What you really want to know is where the network cable goes in the human body. Not good. Nah. Not good. No. <laughs> I'm just doing that scene in, in Red Draw for Crichton gets turned human. It's like, I've located the charging port, but what I can do, nothing will stay in. <laughs> Bless him. Oh. That poor bastard. <laughs> yeah. so, so, how did the 24 hours go then, Skaz? Oh, Skaz did a 24 hour, port, uh, hour live stream. <laughs> <laughs> just, uh, just throw it out there. Yeah, yeah, I did. Um, Randos 24 hours was last Friday through Saturday. And um, I'm not going to lie, man. It's probably one of the best 24 hours I've done. Oh, good. And the, of the last three years, at least, because I did, uh, we did the first one was uh, me, you, Bard, yep. Middlemeister. Yep. And it was me, you, Zaber. Zaber. Then, then it was me. That was you. Then it was me. It was you. And this year it was me. Yep. But people joined in on the call after about four hours. So after the first four hours, I actually had support, uh, which was which was quite nice. Um, and hours and hours and hours just flew by. Uh, and it wasn't until probably around 2 a.m. that I started to flag. Uh, and then I, can't, I had like a second win by about five or six in the morning, and just fucking managed to steamroll through after that. Yeah, it's it's interesting. I always used to say when I used to do night shifts, about four a.m. was when I used to flag, and then yeah. you're right about six a.m. you get a second wind. And apparently, it's a sort of your your circadian rhythm. Is it circadian or circadian rhythm? It's that it's, one. Yeah, it's the yeah. It's where you're um, all humans dip about four a.m. in the morning. See, that's interesting because, um, see, that, that's when I was expecting to flag between four and six. Because mm. that would normally be when I when my head hits the pillow anyway. Um, but because I hadn't slept the day before either, 
I'd only got a couple of hours of sleep before the 24 hours. Um, I man, I tanked early. I tanked really early, and at one point, I was practically like just sat there, uh, mouth agape, <laughs> just staring into space. Uh, yeah, like basically, you got it, you got it. Like my character stopped moving on screen, and everything. People were talking to me, and I was like, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know what I'm doing. Like I really don't yeah, know what so I'm doing. Please make it stop. That, no, mate, I felt stop. I. I thought I was gonna. I really thought I was gonna screw that one hardcore. Yeah. And then, as I say, um, I took a quick break, um, grabbed myself another coffee, uh, came back and said, "Look, can we change the level that we're on, the stage that we're on?" And then, as soon as we changed the stage to something a little bit more active, fucking my brain kicked back in, and uh, you know, it was uh, it was solid because we we tried to take it easy for the last few hours, but that's probably one of the worst things you could do. Yeah, because uh, as you're starting to feel tired if you start to if you start to kind of do anything that will make your mind go numb you're done it's over yeah um so we managed to we managed to pick up the pace again and and last out the last few hours but it was it was neat we went through uh, i finished off uh final fantasy 7 remake because i was doing that on my own channel and i wanted to finish that i uh, went through the last part of final fantasy 7 remake which was about four hours and then um, I thought I was going to be doing a lot of stuff on the Steam Deck. So I had like Necromunda installed and oh, cool. um, a bunch of other stuff. But I then got a call after Final Fantasy finished and we hooked up my new laptop uh, into the into the stream PC. Mm-hmm. And uh, we ended up firing up Overwatch 2 because you can't... Well, you can run Overwatch 2 on Steam Deck, but it wasn't prepped. It was something I already had installed on my on my laptop because the laptop runs windows 11 just, you know just anything that's windows exclusive I, I i tend or like anything that isn't on steam i just install it on my laptop um mm. if it is on steam and maybe even possibly slightly linux compatible i'll put it on the steam deck uh but we fired up overwatch and it was uh me stewie 3d dark rider black rain and inky the obvious and we just fucking went ham uh, in 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 Overwatch, it was absolutely hilarious. I I'm not a huge fan of Overwatch Two. It's a five player uh, online hero shooter, kind of like Team Fortress Two. Uh, not really my kind of groove, but it was because we had we, there was people there. There were people there. We were laughing and joking. Because you had a full team and you're on the same side, and you're on the same size. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it makes a difference when you're like that, doesn't it? Because you sort of you know each other and you. You can talk. To, you can talk to each other. It didn't matter that we were all shit either, because no. you know we were. You know we we knew each other. We were just playing to have a laugh. Whereas if you're playing with randoms, you don't know who you're going to get. You don't know if you're going to get a try hard like a sweat who just wants to win the match, uh, no matter the cost kind of thing. You don't know if you're going to get someone that's just kind of bumming about and not giving a shit. Um, so it was nice to it was nice to have a, a group of friends together and just you know prattling about on it. it was. It was uh, it was really 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 fun, um, like I say, surprisingly because it is not my kind of game. Uh, but yeah, we we ended up playing that for something like seven hours. It was insane. I was like, oh yeah, we'll probably play a couple matches. It won't last long, and then I'll go back to doing like Final Fantasy or you know I'll, I'll fire up like Necromunda or one of the, like uh, uh, Horizon Zero Dawn or whatever I've got installed on the Steam Deck. No, seven hours, <laughs> <laughs> seven hours of seven hours of Overwatch. And then everyone had to bail um, after after that. 
and uh, me, Inky the Obvious, and Black Rain. Uh, Rain was playing a, a different game, but me and Inky ended up firing up Monster Hunter Rise, Sunbreak, the new expansion to Monster Hunter Rise, and uh, we, we blasted through a few missions in that, and that was uh, that was pretty fun. So um, yeah, all in. It was a it was a very 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 smooth live stream. For some of the nightmares I've had in the past. Uh, it, it went surprisingly well. I was quite shocked at how completely hammered my graphics card was, though, in my PC. Because it was oh, encoding really? the stream to... Um, it was encoding, sending the stream to uh, Restream for you, wasn't it? Yeah. But it was also sending it to Caster for me. And uh, my GPU was sat at something like 60% with everything running on it. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that was terrible because I have an RTX 3080. Mm. All right, it's not a top-of-the-line card, but it's, it's, it's a no decent slash, card. Right? It's, it's, yeah, it's definitely a decent card. You know, it was like three down from top in the last generation. Yeah. And it's for, to, to, to see that hit 60%, because some of the folks were like, hey, can we play some VR? On the on the stream, I was like, "Well, maybe," but as soon as I saw that encoder, as soon as I saw my GPU utilization hit sixty percent, I was like, "No, no, <laughs> we are not playing anything at all in VR whilst the machine is getting completely murdered uh, uh, like this." However, we think we might have figured it out. I wouldn't exactly say it's a bug in Windows. But if you have a, a particularly grunty processor, uh, and it's a, a, like a 30 series or whatever, uh, if you had a 10 series, like what I came from and what you're on, this wouldn't apply. Well, we, we've never seen it. But when we all got to 30 series, um, I have it, Sabre has it, Stewie3D has it, uh, and I have it over two devices. Uh, GPU utilization just firing up OBS instantly hits 30%. Oh. Without actually doing anything on it, you can have all blank scenes 30%. And what's happening is OBS is ramping up to stop the GPU from sitting in a low power mode. It's like, you know, it will uh, downclock itself to not use too much power. So let's say I you've see, got... Like, I see, let, yeah, I see, I see. Let's say your clocks normally sit at like a gigahertz, you know? Or 850 meg or whatever. Yeah, just pretend, right? Yeah. The card, when not being used, will go into a low power state at say like 200 megahertz. Not that low, but I'm just pulling numbers out of my ass at this point. So what OBS does is it says, right, I need you to use this amount of power. So I guess to stop like hiccuping and hitching, mm. and it will just force it to go into its higher power state until you launch other software which will then cause GPU utilization in OBS to just go down through the floor. Yeah, because that's off the the top floor, yeah. Yeah, and that's just to force that's to force um uh force out of like a power management mode or whatever. Um so that was that was a bit of a like <gasps> cuz like right now I'm streaming at admittedly it's only uh 108030 but my GPU's only sat at 11%. So, you know, <laughs> if you were to do it twice or at like 60 FPS, you'd probably be talking between like, I don't know, uh, 
20, 30, 35 tops. But to go all the way up to 60 was like, what yeah. the fuck is going on here? So we, we ended up having to cancel all the VR stuff we had in mind because I just I wasn't sure what was going on. No, uh, but it was actually something... That was a software issue. Rather, rather. In, 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 in theory, work, I haven't... But- I haven't been able to dig any deeper on because I haven't streamed really since the 24 hours. So I haven't really been able to like hardcore test it. But uh, like right now, as I say, I'm doing 1080, uh, 1080, 30 and it's happily sat at like 10%. Yeah. So it, uh, I would, I probably wouldn't have wanted to risk playing yeah. a game or something heavy like VR on the machine if the GPU was already being hammered like that because the frame rates would just fall through the floor. Assuming that there wasn't that power management thing going on. But, yeah. Oh, the stream, the stream was all right. The stream was all right. I, I, I kind of wish we could have done some VR stuff. That would have been really fun. Yeah. But, mm, maybe next year. Next year, yeah. I mean, it's... This year was unfortunate because we had planned. We had planned. It was July we planned, didn't we? Or yeah, June. Uh, March. June when it's April. When? So June, it, yeah, June. Yeah, it was April. unfortunately shit happened this year with that time of year. Yeah, life so, happened. But, yeah, unfortunately. So, um, but next year, Zabers coming over again next year. Mm-hmm. Maybe we'll try and um, arrange something for then, and we can actually do a what do you call it? a proper a proper proper group trade for our live stream see what i what i said to people that i wanted to do rather than it just being like one solo machine i wanted to run a server machine so like run my gaming pc belial as the main machine and then have say your machine uh another one of my machines and something for zaber hooked up and then uh have us all stream to our own individual channels mm. And then have one stream go to Rand Nerds. And then we could go, right, uh, Ramish, your shift kind of thing. Or like, if I need to take a break, yeah, switch the scene over to you playing whatever it is that yeah, you're yeah, going to play. If, then when I need to go switch over to Zabra. And then we could literally do rotations without actually... Uh, having just to have the, to... the break of between each yeah. game, as it were. Yeah. 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 That's doable. Because I, I, you know, I thought that'd be kind of neat, um, or even do still do the stream in shifts, but um, have it so that it's all individual machines with their own individual stuff installed, their own individual preferences, their own yeah. hardware, and all that kind of stuff, rather than just trying to scum yeah. one machine um, and hope that we've got games in our library that we actually want to play. Um, actually, to get like some proper stuff set up, and actually then be able to do proper multiplayer as well, rather than trying yeah. to find games on PC that allow for couch co-op, because that's a fucking yeah. nightmare. Well, yeah, I want many. So I mean, because I mean, think about it. If if we all had our own hardware here, we could all play like um, Warzone or yep. or or you know um, uh, like Dark Tide or so, like we could actually play the bigger games on the yeah. twenty four hours. Whereas now we're actually the, the selection we have is actually quite limited. Yes. Well, generally speaking, he says there's a few multiplayer games, but generally what used to, usually has happened in the past is one person plays, the other watch. Yeah, which is kind of a waste of resources, really, isn't it? Yeah, it's fun. It's Don't fun. Get me wrong. That's that's yeah, still yeah. fun, but it would it would probably be nice if we could just get everyone involved, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, was, no, well, it was it was neat. Well, hopefully next year will be a better year. Mm, touch wood. Touch wood. <laughs> so. <laughs> 
Yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. in karma debt until 2024, so don't push it. Oh, dear. <laughs> yes, but I'm not, so perhaps I'll rub my mind that mine will rub off on you. Will it now? <laughs> you never know. You never know. Well, I'll take what I can get, Ram. <laughs> But, uh, well, I'm glad no, you had so, a good time. Yeah, it was it was fun. I mean, I didn't I didn't honestly expect people to just go, "Hey, yo, we're in." Like, do you want do you want us to play to you? And I was like, "Yeah, sure, okay, cool." And people came in and they stuck through to the end. Even people who weren't playing, they stuck through to the end. Like in the call, I was like, "That's fucking beautiful, absolutely yeah. beautiful." Uh, it was really, 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 really fun. Probably one of the better ones I've done in the last three years. That's the easiest one, even though I was absolutely exhausted. But yeah, it was, it was, cool. it was good. I'm looking forward to. I'm looking forward to the next one. I just didn't want to break the streak. You know, we started yeah. it, and I was like, "Why do we? Why start these things if we're not going to continue them?" Kind of thing, you know. Yeah, it's only one day a year we have to arrange getting this shit sorted. So yeah, yeah, it's just, it's yeah, it's just, it just seems to be like the last three years something keeps something keeps cropping up just to cause trouble. Yeah, we had COVID, and then we had last week we had shits happened. Yeah, so it's just it's like, ugh. It's always pl- goddamn we, something. Because we we had plan, we were all planned up to do a twelve hour live stream. I was I like all got to up and then they say unfortunately life got in the way. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, that's that's so. it, that's it. Um, and I I tried to explain that to folks. Like I said, you know, because we did we had people coming to the chat. And they're like, hey guys, I was like, no, 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 no guys. So they're you know that would have been guys, but. Life has happened, so I'm yeah. I'm taking the groove uh, groove this time. And uh, you know, I, I sat and chatted with a few people. Um, it's just it's just weird that every single time we plan to do something like big wise, event wise, just some shit just always happens. Always at the exact time we're planning on doing yeah. something. Yeah. What we do is we need to find out when Zabu's if Zabu's going to come over again next year. Yeah. Uh, we need to find out when he's planning to do that, and then we need to just we actually need to organise it now, as it yeah. were. Well in advance. Well in advance. We can get into the diaries, and barring something disastrous happening, we know where we are. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So awesome. So what are you been up to, man? Well, I um, I've actually I've, one game I've sort of started, but I've only just scratched the surface of, mm-hmm. and one game I have played through to completion. Um, I'll go. To one, I'll talk about the one I played through completion first. I'll just I'll briefly mention the other one. Okay. So. I played through a game, and it's got nothing to do with the poem. A game called Paradise Lost. All right. It's a walking simulator game. No. Um, you are. Uh, it's set in a alternative. It's an alternative history game set in the 1960s, and it's basically World War Two, the Nazis won type alternative history. One of my favourite alternative histories. Yeah. Um, not quite clear how they won it. Well, we know they developed atomic weapons. Uh, America stayed out of it, um, and basically they saw they basically end up they end up winning the war effectively. Well, they they got to the stage where they were go- they, that's not they didn't win. They were basically dominating. Got to the stage where they were getting close to winning. Those just basically them versus the Soviet Union. Yeah. And they decided that if if the Soviet invaded their country, what they decided to do was they built a load of underground bunkers to put all their population into and they're all selected members of the population into i.e. the 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 Aryan race people yeah the elites the elites and they then said well if we have um if we get invaded by Russia we'll basically nuke themselves nuke them nuke everybody 
we'll keep, stick down here for like 15 years until it's all like blows over and then we'll write our at that point we'll like bread and train the next generation of uber is it uber smack they used to call them yeah and we'll send them all out and we'll retake and we'll win so you're playing a 12 year old boy who has found one of these this bunker which is now abandoned there's nuclear winter going on so nukes did four and you are exploring this bunker and you're looking for basically your your father because your mother the first part of the game there's like little flashbacks to you and your mother and it's basically your mother used to live in this place because she's a photo of her and your father with the logo of one of the floor levels on it mm-hmm. and so you're going there trying because your mother then unfortunately dies and you're basically going there to find your father just because you're you're trying to what no one else to look for how it's not explained in any way, shape, or form because your mother doesn't want this mother doesn't want to talk to keep doesn't talk about the bunker, she keeps quiet about it. It's never explained how he found the bunker, but he does. He finds the bunker and you and you basically explore the whole game is exploring this underground bunker and sort of what crazy scientific experiments the Nazis got up to down there. Mm-hmm. Um, and find out it's all a bit what happened because it turns out that the Nazis were there, but things go wrong for them. And other groups end up invading them and taking over, and it becomes a little, it becomes like a little civil war happens down there. It's very, it's very Bioshocky in terms, yeah. of, and it, it's definitely got a Bioshock vibe, you know, an abandoned as you finding a city after the end, and like civilizations collapsed, mm. and it's very much like that. The general premise I found quite interesting. Uh, interesting. I mean, my. Before I go on to the sort of storyline bit of it, because that's why I've got some problems with it. Interface-wise and movement-wise, I personally wasn't too happy with it. So you're basically your your movement speed is horrendously slow. It is it's a slow walk. It's more of a shuffle, really. And sprinting is basically not even like a normal walk. Still, it's just slow. See, so it's just slow to walk around it. It's like this is more way to make your game last longer. Just make it slow, slow to walk around. Um, I don't like the way the interface also was very temperamental for actually because basically how it looks is you only have like, like most walks in those you basically your only interaction is the left mouse button and there will be little like circles appear on the screen as you get near to them they'll fill in and to let you know you can interact right. some of those are really fiddly to actually get to the right position particularly for stuff on the ground because you can't bend down there's no crouch button so if it's on the ground you have to get in just the right place you're so you'd be almost standing on top of it but not quite to uh, enable it so it's like you guys just just make the make the hitbox a bit more generous you yeah know, it, so it's, it's, it's really fiddly to do it to move stuff when you want to interact with controls and stuff what you do is you basically you'll click on them first and then you get a little circle appears on the screen and there's like little quadrants like at the far edge. Of, like, so imagine so counter quarters and then imagine like it's all like the edge filled in. You'll get one of these four and then you have to basically click the mouse again and drag the mouse into the right quadrant. And that's the way of interactiving. So if you want to pull a handle down, you'll click and drag down. But you can't like left click and hold it and then it'll work. No, you have to unclick and click it again to actually make it register. Right. So the interface is pretty. Yeah, the interface is pretty poor. If I'm honest, it's pretty poor. Um, I found. I found it's. I've. I there was quite a few times. I was like, oh for fuck's sake! I, just, I know what I want to pick up. Just do I, why do I have to keep shuffling around to pick this bloody shit up? 
Okay. So, but look, that's that's not much. That's, that's all the information really is to it. Uh, to it. Um, my my office, my bigger issue there is the. I could tell they're trying to do a storyline, and they were they created this place, and it's it's basically set in this old salt mine. Um, so it's a huge open area, and it's basically set to several areas, and there's like, you know, sort of like office levels. You know, there's like they built like a little like village down there. It's got like a fake beach down there because this, this is where the elites are living. So they're living here. They want some degree of luxury down there, and they built and it, and she explored these places, which is kind of cool. The environment's quite cool to explore. Um, the issue is, is that it doesn't. The story doesn't really explore it. And a walking simulator is about the story, really. And mm-hmm. it doesn't really, I don't feel that it really explored the areas very well. And there's lots of stuff hanging in the air. Lots of stuff is never, ever explained. It's, it's, it's hinted heavily what happened to the bunker between the Nazis and this when they got attacked. Um, but it's never explained how they got in, how they were found. It's the, what happens to the sort of populations is sort of in a very throwaway line because there's this military population, a civilian population there. What happens to the other civilians is like literally like one line, it's just a throwaway line, explains what happened to them. That's it. Mm. And it's like, and that, and that's like, that's like, that's like explain everything. There are people, there's like groups of people you find later on, you don't find them, you find their sort of like empty little villages and stuff later on. And it's just said, like, oh yeah, they head off on a journey. Where the fuck did they go? There's nothing to indicate. There's no. It's just another open-ended question of where the fuck did they go. Um, and those are silly little things like you find no bodies anywhere. I know it sounds like it's a silly thing to compare, but but this source civilization collapsed. Where is everybody? There's no. It's like someone's. It's like yeah, they've mostly like gone around and they've cleaned up after themselves yeah. and then fucked off. Yeah, there's like not not even not it's only like uh, there's only bones. The only bones you find are in the meat are in the in the and the processing area, the, the food processing area, where you find some like, like cow bones. Other than that, so it's they, like, they've cleaned everywhere else up, but just not the. <laughs> yeah, not the, not the meat. Yeah, you, yeah. It's just like well, there is no sort of it. It's, it doesn't. It really doesn't take make use of its try to tell any sort of story premise. The only source there's there's little hints of like. Early on, there's more hints of like other little stories going on. Like you'll find letters, you'll find letters and stuff between people and so forth, and there'll be like little like um, environmental storytelling going on. That's all dries up towards the end, and it's all midway through. It dry, you don't really see that very much anymore. You so you don't get a sense of this actually being a place, um, which like Bioshock did really well, and you sort of met characters and so forth through audio logs and so forth. Or you met sort of as you saw like you almost found their story out. Not every sort. It wasn't spelled word for word, but you could piece together what happened to him as you worked your way through, which you can't really do to this because most of the characters you only saw like you'll find one letter written, and that's the last you'll ever hear about them. Sure, there's like a couple of main characters in there, but even like the main way right until the end where it all goes to hell, there's a few people left. It doesn't really. Ex- it, there's like you have an option of what you do to some of these people. There's sometimes options where it's weird. Because you're basically you're, throughout the game, you're interacting with this like computer system called Eve, and you can find these memory modules which record like and they're like basically like a the last like few minutes before the system failed, it's like a black box recording of what happened, and it plays back in like real time what happened. But points, questions get asked or options get given to you, and you can interact with them. So you can say, do you wish to like attack this area or this area? And you can select which one to attack. It's like, 
what? Hang on a second. This is this is a recording. How how's this working? Does it, it doesn't in the grass it makes no different what you select, but it does react like if you are. Mm. And it feels that feels very strange way to do it because it feels like well, I'm not interacting, but I am interacting. Uh, yeah. The central sort of like plot line is they also have a bad, very bad how they gave away like the sort of main plot line of the sort of story is given away in the first sort of few minutes. You come across like a document that explains like one of the says explains like one of their research projects. It's it's meant to be vague, but trouble is it's got too much sort of specific information. They go, oh, I see what they've done here, what they're doing here. They're a bit lazy. You encounter characters that's all speaker on the phone. I saw like there's like a speaker sort of microphone system. You encounter characters, and you go, oh, I know exactly how she's involved with that. That's obvious. I like I know exactly where you are and who you are and how you're involved with this. Boom. And of course, they sort of like reveal it later on. It's like well. Already figured it out. Yeah, figured it out, mate. I figured it out, mate. I figured, it's a four-hour game, mate. I figured out 15 minutes in. You know? Yeah. I mean, there were, there were some twists that I didn't see coming, in fairness to it. Um, but it's like... So you, as you, you're, you're doing this character. So initially, you're just by your little boy by himself. Eventually, you find a um, like speaker-slash-microphone system, intercom-type system, where you can speak to somebody. They'll talk, they'll talk with you. You can talk to them, have a chat with them. And they can talk to you through the speakers, but you can only talk to them through a microphone. So you have to find an intercom to talk back to them. Right. And there's this one bit later, there's one bit in the game where your character's in peril and he has to shout, like, stop this machine, stop it now. And they do. And he goes, and then a little bit later, he goes, how can you hear him without a microphone? They just go, well, I don't know. And that's it. That is it. That, the whole conversation explains nothing. How? Because it's established you have to use an intercom to speak to this person, but all of a sudden, this one bit you don't, and now, and when they 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 they, they hang a light, they hang a light show, but ask the question, how can you do it, and just go, I don't know. And so, and it's but it's never addressed again. It's never brought up again. And it's like mm. it's, it, you, if like you had to do. It feels like well, we had to have it for that bit, and someone go, oh shit, that doesn't make sense. I'll oh, we'll just put that line in there to explain it. It felt. It feels a bit. Like that going on, it's all a bit of Deus Ex Machina going on. Um, so and yeah, the story just did, it, the story could do a lot more fleshing out. The world could do a lot more fleshing out because it looks like a really interesting place. I could see it being a, a perhaps not so much a walk, perhaps if it a bit more bit more going on than just like walking around. I could see it being a a ten hour game. In honesty, I could see it do it, but it just needs a lot more fleshing out in it. And it's a shame because the actual. I said the environments I found very interesting. I found the the because it, it, it gets very dark quite towards the end, and it gets a real sort of dreary dark, and it's quite and it's a, I mean, it's a depressing game anyway because your your character who's living who's not he's a twelve year old boy with no without mother living in a nuclear winter. That's a bleak start to start with, and this game gets pretty it gets even bleaker towards the end. So it it has that sort of like. I like the I like the sort of app. I like the general idea of it. It just it feels very like wasted potential. I get you. Yeah, it feels very wasted. And it's a shame because it is a. I say it it, ha, it has got it has got some stuff going for it. it. Just they missed the boat. They just missed it. It's a real shame. Because um, otherwise, other than that, I actually did enjoy. It. I mean, it's, it's I took me about four hours to get through. Um, looks on how long to be. That seems to be about the average four. The highest average seems to be about four and a half. Right. So if you go, I mean, I explored. I thought I explored everywhere because um, you do. What's the whole point of walking simulators to explore and find the areas? Um, 
and I don't think I missed much story, but there's so much story left unmentioned. Um, or it feels unmentioned, or is there an actual place that will tally up what you have and haven't seen? Not that I could find. I've been looking on wikis and stuff, and all the information that people saw I put in the wikis and stuff seems to be what I come across anyway. Okay. Um, because stuff is highlighted pretty obviously. When you walk to an area, it's highlighted with it also very fairly obviously, so you can't really miss it very easily. Um, I'm sure I've missed some bits of it, because you always do when you play these sort of games. But yeah, it's just... Yeah, it's a real shame. It's a real shame. It it had great meanings, but it just lost it towards the end. How much does it cost? I think it's fourteen pounds. Would you say it's worth fourteen? I would say it's a sale game. Sale game, okay. Yeah, I yeah. I said it's it's a sale game. Um, if you like walking simulators, you'll get something out of it. But it's a very much a low tier, uh, nice possible way. It's a low tier walking simulator. And the okay. and the and the and the the ending of it, to me, the ending was a no-brainer. But I'm sure I know people would have picked some of the alternative options you'd get given. To me, it appears no-brainer at all. But we'll see. We'll see. I'm sure some people disagree with the choices I made, but I think most people would have done. So. Sure. Cool. But yeah, other than that, we're thinking, the other game I've been playing, which I've literally just scratched the surface of, uh, I'm playing a VR game. Oh, uh, and it's called Into the Radius. Funny, I was looking at that today. Were you? I was looking to pick it up. Uh, <laughs> I was like, this yeah. is something that Ram might play. <laughs> Ram has played. It's Into the Radius. It's basically, hey guys, we want to make Stalker VR, but we don't own the license. So let's make our own game, which basically is Stalker VR. Is that <laughs> the one that allows you to play acoustic guitar? I think they might have put that in recently. Maybe. I that said, might be I've, where I'd heard it. No, I think you can, actually, yeah. I think you've just, just scratched the surface of the game. Sure. Um, but it's set... Now, so... You know Stalker? It's set in a full part of the USSR uh, that an event has happened that's created this weird zone which has strange anomalies in it. it was strange, you can, and you can go into these anomalies and pick up artifacts that can help you out or use them or sell them and so forth. Interrated is set in a full part of the USSR where a strange event has happened near town. And the whole town's been took, covered in a strange event. <laughs> and within that town, you can strange monsters and encounter anomalies, and you can pick up artifacts from said anomalies as well. <laughs> I so I wonder twist. where they get their influences from. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, it's, it's, it's a few sort of like twists of stories. So, for example, the story is like where this has happened, the only people who can go into the, it's called the radius. The only people, because it is a radius that controls this whole area. The only people who go into it were people who were there when it happened. Yeah. So all the people who lived in the town are the only people who go into the area to explore. Everybody else who goes in there basically dies. Yeah, um, so, I've heard of I've heard of a couple of uh, series that are like that. Yeah, and so you are one of these people, and there are strange creatures in there which are basically like sort of like it's not clear if they're like sort of like former residents. There's like these ones called fragments that look like. How would you describe? They look like sort of like imagine a person, but they're like sort of shadows. But they're like those like made out, like they're made out of like bits bits of glass, like in a person's shape. All right, same glass. Yeah, is it? Is it? Um, I can't remember which film it is. It's a film that's just got um like a character made out of same glass, and one of the early CGI characters. And it's it's a bit like that. I can't remember okay. film it was. I think was it Ghostbusters? No, it wasn't Ghostbusters. One of the early films. So, you are basically um going to this area and your job is to pick up 
there are like the artifacts you know, but there's also like other artifacts they want you to pick up like which are like beings of beings have been given property so like one of the early ones i think you got to pick up like a like a photo like a, i think it's a roll of film you've got to pick up that basically being sort of transmitted by the zone you've got to go and because they only you can go in because you're someone who lives there you sure go no support but what makes it interesting is it's pushing towards all the realistic side so and and it's proper full-on like okay your character you have basically you know how you have hot spots in your on your characters normally where you can attach things yeah your character has basically two chest hot spots he's got a hot spot on each arm he's got then he's got a utility belt that's got three spaces to put magazines in and like a little pouch which you can like put like multiple things in and they have a backpack as well which you can put stuff in basically if you can fit it in there you can fit it in there or fit there's like a little like when you it's got like a little cube shaped like sort of um uh bounding box around it you can okay. see and if you can put something in that cube so it goes in the backpack it, it there has got weights on it as well so that, yeah, you can add weight to it so that means actually when you go in that sounds like quite a lot of spaces but actually fact if you find yourself going in it's like oh you've got a shoulder mount as well you can put a long like a long gun so I've well, when I was the last player, my character had a, a a chest mounted torch. We could switch on, leave on his chest. He had a like a normally detector on his other chest slot. He had a little set of um like these all like little bag of like um, decoys that you can throw ahead of you to find the anomalies. Right on his on one arm, knife on the other arm. He then has a pistol. You got a side holster as well uh, for your pistol. Three magazines to the pistol. And then the policy magazine in the pistol, and he's got his little pouch. And in fact, once you get that, you you ain't got much space left, really, because those like stuff that you've got quick to hand. Anything else you have to put in your back backpack. Um, it's pushed. I don't think pushed towards the ultra realistic. So magazines are you don't just actually so you you carry magazines. So if you drop one, that's gone, unless yeah. you can find it again. Um, and magazines also they keep each magazine keeps track of bullets individually so you have to sort of like switch out make sure you know yeah sure if you if you have a mag that holds seven for example you fire five and then switch out you lose an extra two no it keeps you'll have the two still in it no i mean you've you've you if you throw that mag you've lost two yeah. it doesn't just go oh yeah well you didn't use two so we're going to keep that in your yeah if you put if you take the magazine so one of the neat features has got is most if you if you tap the button, the unload magazine button in your controller, it just unloads the magazine, drops on the ground. If you hold it, only half drops out, so you can pull it out. Pull it out so, and rebag it. Yeah, so you can do it, which is you need to do, because otherwise you won't, you'll occasionally find them in the in the wild, as it were, but you won't find many in the wild. Yeah. So you have to be fairly careful with stuff, because if you drop something, you're pretty fucked. So, like, I dropped my knife, and I don't know because I was carrying it with me, because it got a bit dark. I'm going to go hide somewhere, because it's getting a bit dark in the zone. I dropped my knife. I couldn't find it again because it's dark. Has got uh, one of the anti frustrations it has got is that you can, if you're nearby an object, if you hold if your hands empty, if you hold trigger down, you can aim and pick up stuff nearby. That's also to enable like um, play sitting down. You can then sort of like get still get stuff nearby you if you need yeah. to. Yeah. Um, and it has got mat and also you, have, you can also, for example, can it's got a crouch functionality and so forth. So you can do sit down play. But it also means you do stuff. You can also carry around your like sort of box of ammunition. So you get a box of ammunition, you hold the magazine next to it. It'll gradually fill the magazine up, and the back box will tell you how much ammunition is left in it. So you do find yourself situations where like you'll go, you'll go to people take a breather, just like put your gun down the table, 
reorganize your magazines, like move bullets between them and so forth, reorganize them. So you're like re-equipped. So you have to take a little breather every so often to sort yourself out yeah, and sure. get ready to come again. So gunfights, because you don't carry a lot of ammunition, gunfights are quite are quite tense because you have to be fairly careful what you're doing and pay attention to what you're doing and actually think about it. You can't just rush around and run in. Mm-hmm. Um, and you are quite vulnerable. So you have like, um, you, 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 you're, you, the first time I counted enemy that had a gun was fucking terrifying because you take a lot of that all of a sudden walking around. I've just encountered enemies. So the first enemy I encountered was what they call these fragments who are like these sort of like people who look like vaguely sort of like shadowy people type things I described earlier. There's this one, which, what do they call it? Some people call it, I think it's supposed to call it a spy, which is like this, and all the things, all the characters are like just black silhouettes. It's like this black blob with loads of tentacles that sort of flies around and it charges at you. And I managed to defeat that. And that, that was sort of quite... That was, but I count that one because the fragments move really slowly like zombies. They sort of shamble towards you. This thing moves bloody quick. So I fought one of those off. I'm walking, trying... I've, I need to get to like, the find this film. And there's a base nearby, I think. And it's getting dark. And it gets proper dark. And again, if you have your light on, then we can see a light easier. So you don't really want to use your light if you don't have to. And I'm thinking, shit, I need to get into cover. I was looking towards the base... I saw like, see something shooting at me. I think, fuck. So I leg it into the base, leg it upstairs, and saw literally, I literally throw myself into the corner of the room and sit there with my gun in one hand pointed, aiming at the window, waiting for whatever it is to appear. Right. And it doesn't help that I can hear it going around going, where are you? Where are you? I'm going to find you. And all this sort of stuff. It's quite creepy. And it's like, oh, shit. And I was like, well, what do I do? I either try... Because bear in mind, they're black. So... Fighting in the dark isn't really helpful. No. So uh, I just basically sit there quietly waiting for daylight. Just so I Because you can't... Because, again, I could tell... I can't... I, I can't rebalance my magazines. I can't do anything because I can't see any darn thing. No. Um, I could put my light on, but again, it might know I am. Uh, eventually, I managed to sort of see it and get in... Managed, I managed to sort of sneak, sneak and around and get a drop on quick it. quick question. Um, you're on the Rift S. Yes. Right, that's LCD, isn't it? Not OLED. Yes. Okay, cool. I was going to say, I I imagine that would be fantastic on one of the older OLED headsets. Yeah. Like where, where dark, where black is actually black. Yeah. No, it's like switched off black. So, yeah, it's it's is yeah it is very it's got it's got the atmosphere of of stalk. It's very atmospheric, and also it's very design principles. It's a lot crazier environment so like just walking around just you'll just come across like there'll just be a truck sort of like floating in midair everywhere here then everywhere it's a lot more the environment's a bit more crazier yeah um but yeah just sort of as soon as i sort of like got out of this, as soon as i got out first time i sort of went into the radius i was like i thrilled to it and within like a few minutes being i wanted to get back to base into the safety because it's like this is quite this is quite concerning yeah it's creepy feel- because well, it's not something that you've ever actually experienced in real life before yeah so or and it, it's something you wouldn't imagine in real life before like you know that say for example the floating cars and stuff hang on physics is broken yeah what the fuck's gonna come at me whereas when you play like a regular first person shooter in vr you're like well it's just gonna be a guy come running at me so I yeah. know all the, if I scan the environment, I know, you know, the most likely yeah. places they're going to come from. Yeah, uh, yeah. In in something that has a bit more of a supernatural vibe to it, you're a bit like, oh shit. Yeah, it is. What have really... I got to defend? What have I got to defend against? And because you feel so vulnerable, just having a combat makes you feel so vulnerable, and 
injuries to sort, and you can take a lot of damage very quickly if you're not careful. So you you you're paranoid. You you you're yeah. bloody careful. I mean, the I went in sort of fairly well equipped. I went in. Um, I also had a shotgun on my back, but here's a, here's the, and the shotgun has a little space put cartridge on the side, so you can count. So basically, I've got I've got seven cartridges: two in the gun, five on the side, and I've got magazine. So in a combat, when I was like having a shooting match with the shotgun, I was like, I'm running out of cartridges. I actually, I've even got to try and find some cover somewhere. I get my backpack out to start moving cartridges around. Well, I'm fucked. It is, it is very tense. Um, so I've, I've only really scratched the surface of it, um, but I've, I've enjoyed it so much. But it is at the moment, I've, at the moment, I, I was like, I can only play it for like sort of an hour and a half. And it's just like stre- the stress is too much. Although I imagine as I play a bit more and I get more comfortable with it, I'll, I'll do longer sessions, I would imagine. Sure. But no, it's uh, it's it's really neat. And I, oh, yeah. Oh, yes. Every so often, the zone has a, the 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 place has a moment where, like, it will. Um, the zone in Soka used to have what they call blowouts. They're in into the reach as well, and they'll randomly, if you get caught in a blowout, they'll just in, in Soka they kill you, unless you uncover. And into the breach, into 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 the, into the um, reach, uh, into the radius. Sorry, you'll um, just get teleported to a random part of the map, right. So that's a bit. Although I just, although for what I've seen, it looks like the map is not like one big map. It's like it spins like it's like levels within the map you go to. So like so it's like little blocked off areas. Of what I've seen so far, but yeah, I've 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 only just sort of scratched the surface of the game, um, but I'm liking what I see so far. I'm enjoying what I've seen so far. I don't remember if that has a multiplayer mode in it. It hasn't. No, I did have a look for that because I thought that would be that that now that would be awesome in multiplayer so I, I think i first heard of that one as i say um they added in an acoustic guitar that you, you can actually play, i think you, you can play chords it, yeah. on and some people were just fucking blown away by that yeah i believe um, you can i just got like hasn't it got like um some of the video i saw uh some chap was like the the one way to really build the atmosphere is when you're kind of hunkered down and you want to listen to like some old like 1950s like russian whatever music and it really fits the groove of yeah where you are um and then you know throw in the acoustic that you can just sit there and strum and all that they were like this is a a fantastic vr experience yeah uh you know very very immersive and that's one that's one thing i really struggle with in vr as weird yeah. as that sounds, I I do not find many VR games immersive at all. And I've said it on this podcast a million times that, frankly, I think VR gaming is pretty shit. And you know, the, VR as it stands is currently like in the Atari age. Yes, Atari all like coming up to Super Nintendo. Uh, we haven't quite figured out what sticks yet, so it's a lot of kind of random ass proof of concept throwaway stuff. Uh, anyone that I, I yeah. at, at, at this point, anyone that tries to sell a VR headset or keeps talking about VR headsets online, I would I just say just ignore them. They're just if they're running like new new headsets, then they are just likely influencers trying to sell you on a new piece of tech. Yeah, because I, I guarantee that no one is spending that much time in VR playing games. But if if they are in VR a lot, I promise you they're in VR chat. And if they're in VR chat, they don't need like 
valve indexes or any of the newer super high res headsets. They just they're not using them, or maybe think- sim like sim pilots and stuff. But other than that, like I, I you're not you've not got it. I think VR, the issue of VR is VR is a lot more sensitive to having your controls really f- well-tuned. Mm-hmm. Slightly janky controls in another game, you the sort of like threshold from uh, use playable to it's just janky, I can't play it, is actually quite low. It's actually quite so actually quite high. Yeah. You, have to, yeah. you can make a game playable fairly easily and people can get used to it. In VR, particularly if you've got like if you have to grab stuff for belts and so forth, it's really you have to do a lot of fine tuning to get it just right so it feels smooth and usable and so forth. So that when you put your arm down to your race to pick your gun up, you will pick your gun up and you won't accidentally miss it. Yeah, um, that I think sort of like the the hard part of VR, and I and I don't think it will ever ever. That wall just comes down to polish, and I don't think that will ever really go away because every time you build, unless you use a pre-made setup, every time you build a game from the back up, you're going to face the same challenges. Yeah. So that is that. I think what that's why I think what it's. And you're right. The other issue is that there's very few, very few games out there that make people want to buy, which I would say are VR sellers. Sure. There are very few out there. Well, um, Half of Axe is probably the one that comes to mind straight away. Agreed. Um, uh, but other than that, I mean, actually, if you this, if you're into this sort of like stalkerish game, I could imagine buying a VR headset to play this one actually because it is mm-hmm. is fairly well refined. Yeah. It's very far fine. You have got issues because obviously you've got your chest. And you've got so many things on your chest. It's it's fair. You got you can easily miss things. That's yeah. a, a bit of a lack of tactile feedback. Yeah, that so that is forth. another thing I struggle with in VR. That there's no actual weight in no. VR. So I don't actually know when I've got hold of something. So sometimes I, I, I completely miss what I'm trying to grab or I'm trying to interact with the environment and nothing feels real. You yeah. just feel this weird rubber bandy kind of animation. Like, oh, hey, my hand is moving freely. But in VR, all of a sudden, there's like some virtual weight there. It doesn't, it's not, it doesn't connect to the brain. No. And the only way you'd ever get around that, the only way you could reduce if you had some sort of rig that actually like fit onto your, actually like your entire arm almost. Yeah, like a, well, like yeah. imagine like a bodysuit, like a, a wetsuit, but with um with like I don't know, well, like servos and, and stuff yeah. in it. Yeah, to like basically put resistance. Yeah. So if you lift up something heavy, if it's basically like put a load of, you can use a little, little mini hydraulics, just put a load of resistance up. So if something heavy, you put something heavy up, it felt heavy. Yeah. That's that. And that is again, that is a fundamental design of VR you can't get away from at the moment. Mm-hmm. It's it's. it's it's interesting because I know a lot of people who are like, I experience phantom touch and all, all this kind of stuff. And it's like, that's fine and well, but a lot of these new experiences that people are saying they're having in VR, as you said, there aren't that many VR sellers out there, right? You've got like Half-Life yeah. Alex, Boneworks, Beat Saber, um, yeah. VR chat. But a lot of these games came out in like the first couple of years of VR. That was my other point. You go on, if you if you load up like the Oculus thing now or Meta now, it's still advertised like budget cuts on the front page. So yeah, that was on the very first game. And budget cuts is a really good game. I I like budget cuts. I played that last yeah. year. I really like budget cuts. It's, it's actually one of the very I would say early well designed VR games. Mm-hmm. It still doesn't look a bit old now because they went. The early design of VR games, people guessed how it was going to go, and it's actually yes. sort of drifted away from that. So I think early on, 
everybody thought VR was going to be teleport movement. Ugh. But that's what people thought because they felt they thought most people struggled with yeah, motion, motion sickness, sickness, which I put down to early headsets as well. And I did struggle with motion sickness when I first played VR. I struggled with motion sickness, but I managed to sort of get over that. Um, so everybody thought teleport movement was the way to go. So budget cuts, you can only move via teleport because that's what they thought was going to go. Yeah. And actually, as time has gone on, people have got, they've now, so people can get used to it. Um, and and so people are more and the idea now of actually I I the idea of using teleport to move it actually feels really strange it actually feels really awkward mm-hmm. and really clunky, which is and that is that is, VR as you say VR is still actually relatively speaking very young, yes, and it hasn't had twenty to thirty years of development on it. Well, that's why I say that at the moment we're in. We're in the Atari age, yeah. Um, so a lot of games that we play in VR just feel like super low budget flat screen games. Like, yeah. Um, what's the game where you fight North Korea? Um, like they invade America. Oh, uh, Homefront. Homefront. Yeah, right. It's the original Homefront, not the remake Homefront, but the original one. A lot of VR games feel janky like that, like a budget yeah. first person shooter. Not great. You can struggle through it and have fun, but it's not great. It doesn't have the polish of, say, the next one yeah. or like a COD game or whatever. Um, you know, it's, it's yeah. like playing Medal of Honor versus uh, Modern Warfare 2 or something like that. You know, it, it, there's, there's huge gaps. There's lots of jank and there's lots of things that break immersion. I mean, I've just gone yeah. onto the Steam uh, popular list for VR and you've got VR Chat, Beat Saber, Blade and Sorcery, Gorilla Tag, Pavlov, and Half-Life Alex. right? Mm. Well, Pavlov is fucking 2017. Gorilla Tag was 2021, but it's just a goof game. Blade and Sorcery is 2018. Beat Saber is 2019. And VR Chat's 2017. Like, these games are fucking ancient. Yeah. But yeah. The, the, anyone that tells you that you need to go out and buy a fucking... Uh, uh, an HP Reverb G2 or uh, one of the, the, the I can't even remember what the fuck they're called, but there's like an ultra-wide FOV headset that's like a fucking 900 pound. Just, just don't. Any of these fucking VR influencers that so, are constantly telling you about new headsets need to understand, like, they're not playing VR. They're not no. in VR. They're probably, if, if they are, they're sat in VR chat. So you're not going to get the Meta Pro then, Skaz? Fuck no. <laughs> You know, I mean, I'll, right, I'll tell you one thing, right? Meta, the, the Pro, the, the, the new headset, the, the black one with all that. One, I don't know if you can charge it externally without the dock. So that's com- a complete no for me. But the bit that's really good, face tracking. Mm. It's got built-in face tracking. Mm. Uh, and then uh, I think the only other one that had anything close to that was uh, with eye tracking and face tracking would have been one of the, um, like, I mean, it might have been the Vive Pro 2 or whatever. Yeah. Uh, where you you actually had to put on modules on the front of it to to, to get face tracking and that to work, but th- there's some cool tech in it. But fuck me, a grand and a half. There's no yeah. software for it. There that isn't I've, any. But you that... always see like every every week there's a, a VR influencer on YouTube or wherever going. Here's a new headset. Here's a new headset. But where's the software that goes with this headset? Mm. What are you doing outside of reviewing software and then putting it in the bin straight away? What are you doing in VR that fucking means you have to keep talking to these talking about these headsets? Yeah, I mean, to be they're, fair, they're it, doing it, it for views. Yeah. 
I mean, in defence of the the, uh, the pro, we actually look what they have to do. They're, they're aiming it at towards That's like business. commercial, yeah, commercial entities. And I, I, I think actually that if you're an architect, being able to give your clients a VR walkthrough is fantastic. If oh, you yeah, are, of course. if of you course. are, if, if in the industry I'm sort of relating where people do kitchen design. If you could say something, let's start in the kitchen, let's make a job. Here you go, put this VR headset on, you can actually walk around your new kitchen. There yeah. you go. That's, that's, that, I think, VR Again. is stuck in a, VR is stuck at the moment in a chicken and egg scenario. There is in no that, software yet. But no one's been software for, because they don't feel there's big enough, big enough market for it. Yeah, there is, and, yeah. Yeah, and the other trouble is, is, Let's look at the other sort of the old. Let's look, it's like a bit like the old. Let's look at the old days. We had like not so much nowadays because it's more universal. But but it's like 10, 15 years ago, console and PC. If you pull something from a console or PC, the interface is the same. It's just the controls are different, really, and yep. you have to re- do reprogram for the. And then at that point, it's just a programming issue, which slows you down. Nowadays, it's not an issue because most things can. Rent, can compile out to whatever format you need and most of them have got built support for all the sort of things you need. VR is a completely different interface. Oh, to yes. Make, to make a to make a a not a non-VR version of a game to do best of both worlds is basically impossible. You have something that feels janky in VR but great like first great on PC or vice versa or not good in both. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that we played phasmophobia the other week which has got a pc version and the vr version that feels very janky i didn't Um, i'm gonna be honest with you i thought that game was i went on record uh later on that night and i was like holy shit we were expecting that game to be a lot better in vr because a lot of the jank that we felt when we were playing it in pc mode we felt would have been remedied by having a vr headset on but we got the vr headsets on and it was worse it was the it was the again it was, i i think it was i i don't think it worked i don't think it was really worked well for sitting mode no. i felt i didn't have so much trouble because i was i was doing stand-up mode i didn't feel so much trouble what you and Zabra were having but i think it just simply wasn't really well designed for sitting mode i couldn't handle the fact that i couldn't pick anything up like yeah. just being able to place cameras and things was so horrible and yet that was the thing that i thought that would be fixed in vr yeah. It's like, oh yeah, I, mean, I could just literally grab the camera by the top, place it down on the table, twist it around a bit, and then fucking leg it. Nope, that's what say it. A, that's what say it's a sitting first standing issue because I had not a lot of trouble doing that. Because I but then they But it shouldn't so- have had any issue because it was based it's based on the way that my hands operate, not on mm. the way that my legs operate. Yeah. And I could not hold some of those items to save my fucking yeah. life. It wasn't a case of taking them off my belt, it was when they were in my hand. I just couldn't yeah. manipulate them mm. to, to get them to where I wanted them yeah. to be. And that uh, I think the I think the the only game that I can the only game that I think has done a good VR and PC mode independent of each other is Demio. Yes, both work. You know, both work, um, and they both and and the fact that you can cross play as well was really good. Both yep. work well, and actually I think as it as it that's also playing to VR strength, which is like well, most people play VR sat down because most people haven't got space to do stand up. Nope. So let's make a game which is basically you sitting around a table, and yeah. they've played. To, they've played to the strengths of it. So there are. I I do think VR is going. I think VR for it's going to be for for a long time. VR is going to be very much a 
there'll be VR games and there'll be non-VR games and there won't be a lot of crossover or what will, and there'll be very few that cross over that are good at both. No, I, we should probably mention actually that there are a lot of um, flat screen games that are now getting modded to have yeah. VR modes. Like Half-Life 2, I think, is one that's had a VR mod. That had, um, well, that had a VR mod quite a while ago, actually. Sure. Well, but, a lot of people that, are only really now playing with it. But, yeah. um, but I don't know how... I'm interested to know how janky those mods feel. My sure. suspicion is probably very janky because sure. you're trying to you're trying to you're fundamentally the way you're the way you're you interact with a game engine in VR and the way like just like how a character is set up in VR. I mean, they've done some. I've I've been dabbling in building a game in VR. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been dabbling with it, and it's so you have to rewire your brain how things work. How that character is set up, how things interact with that character or set up, I can I imagine those be fairly junk because you're basically trying to put a square, a round peg in a square hole, yeah, or square peg in a round hole, be more yeah. accurate. Um, but I'm sure some of them probably done a decent job, but I suspect they're all going to be fairly, fairly jank. Yeah, if I'm honest, it, it, I I've that's based on actually having played any of them. I'm just guessing. I've I just I've just gotten really angry with vr influences in recent history it's like stop selling or telling people hey new headsets new headsets it's like having a higher res headset isn't going to make the vr game or the vr environment any better it's going to make it higher res which is going to make you need a, new, a more powerful pc but if the game's like if manipulating the environment is jank as fuck it's gonna be jank as fuck in a quest a cv1 an index you know, they're all going to be shit. Mm. Um, where's the software? Uh, yeah. Most of the people I know that spend a lot of time in VR, they're not playing games. And I, I've said this myself. The thing that get, take, keeps bringing me back to VR is social VR, VR chat. Mm. VR chat, chill out VR, rec room. It's not the games because the games are shit. Mm. They're, they're, they're subpar. You don't need a, a £2,000 headset. No. For for VR chat, no, you know, um, and half of the games out there. I mean, for example, Boneworks. Everyone's like, "That's a great game. It's a fun game." But you said it, Ram. If there's a little bit of jack in the way that you interact with the environment, it's done. Mm. And there are some areas in Boneworks to me, it's unplayable. It feels like it's a slog. It becomes a chore. As soon as you see something where you have to jump and climb, if you haven't mastered the climbing mechanic, that's going to feel not great. Yeah. It doesn't feel intuitive. I think the best VR games... I think... The best VR games I've played... And there are, I, I do believe there are, quite, there are good VR games out there. Unfortunately, the other issue VR had was VR was very much the... When it first came out... There weren't very many mainstream publishers doing VR, but if, look, much, even even the even the ones it, that have, like EA did, was it EA that did Medal of Honor? I don't know. I, I really want well, whoever it was that owns Medal of Honor. It would be EA, yeah. I really wanted to play that, but I saw, I must have seen like video of the Quest version recently, and I was like, Jesus Christ, the AI looks as stupid as an old mobile game. You remember like back in the day with mobile games, you had to use the old touchscreen controls and you could yeah. run into a room full of enemies and just stand there and they'd be firing and missing like stormtroopers. Yeah. It looked like that and I was like, Christ, what is this? 
I would say so. Yeah. So, but that, I think initially it was hit by the wave of love little developers having a go. Mm. Having said that, I the games like I Expect You to Die works really well. Works really. That's a VR game. Works brilliant. Mm. It works really well. Mm-hmm. Enjoyed that. But again, that was designed as a sit-down VR from the ground up. You're going to be sat. You sit. And the whole game sat in one place for each level. You don't move about. So mm-hmm. they they were and they they and they they worked from the ground up. So they, I think, trouble is a lot of people have approached VR to let's take make a game we want, but let's let's try and shoot use a mindset of non VR games in our VR world. That's fact. You've got to rewire your brain and go what works in VR, what doesn't. We need to avoid the things that don't work. Yeah, I think that's don't what, take a don't take a flat screen experience. Try and shove it into VR. You're going to have to really no. tailor it and tweak no. it. And oh, I've got to say one nifty thing in the radius. What I've not seen before. Okay. In all the games I played, really feature certain tools in your hand. If you push a button, you will switch your grip on them. So, for example, if you have a torch, you normally hold a torch like that. You switch. You can flip it so it's pointing downwards, so you can like lean over and look down, about to bend your hand. Oh, sure. So you, you can you can have it so that um, you have it so that your fingers are uh, below the grip so, or yeah. over grip. You know how like you how most people hold a torch, they hold it, yeah, they have a blow grip. They have how the police hold the torch, they have it over their shoulders, they can like yeah, aim yeah. down and stuff. You yeah, basically yeah. So flip you've the got grip. more freedom to move it about, yeah. You can flip the grip in, in the in the, as as mode, just flip the grip so you can like if you want like where's like a ledge, you want to look down, you flip the grip and you can look down easily. That's yeah. a little that's that's an example of a neat little someone's thought about it and gone, This is really awkward. I know. Let's make it so you can flip the grip. Yeah. That's an example of a neat little change that the songs someone's thought about it a little bit yeah that's so, cool yeah like i said i think i've I think, again i want to throw out though sorry sorry i like vr yeah i love vr like i could sit there for hours with a vr headset on the day you first let me try that cv1 ram i was fucking sold in a heartbeat mm. and i invested heavily into vr from that point on um yeah well you've got more vr headsets than me i've got eight yeah so like this is what i'm saying like i like vr a lot but i'm also very sensitive to bullshit and i i just i see all of these influences going this experience is great this experience is the best this is worth buying a vr headset for and i'm like really you're, you're telling people to go out and buy a, a reasonably expensive PC, so a £700 PC, £800 PC, a £1,000 headset. For that? Really? If, if you're telling people that's, they're going to get really disappointed. They're going to buy this headset and just put it down or gravitate towards VR chat. Yeah. Straight out. Um, and then you'll have a look at a guy go, oh, hey, yeah, rumor, new Quest 3, new new fucking new ultra high res headsets like stop telling people to do that. stop stop doing that stop talking about it just because you need to make a youtube video to get to get views the stuff just isn't that good you're no. you're selling vr on all of the wrong bits you're not selling them selling people on immersive experiences uh, and stuff like that you're literally just selling them on like what people would sell a tv on resolution stuff like that just stop yeah, especially when the, these people aren't. They say they're hardcore into VR, but if the only thing they're playing is VR chat, get just no, 
<laughs> no. Yeah. Um, but, but then again, I suppose I fall into that same category. Mm. Um, you know, because I'll, I'll occasionally fire up a, a first-person shooter um, or I will pull up like a bunch of mini games or whatever, but I don't like VR games that much. Yeah. Um, they're, they're quite broken to me. I would never recommend people buy a VR headset for for a lot of the games that people try and pedal. I'd say, you know, if you're a fan of Half-Life, play Half-Life Alex. Boneworks and Bone Lab, pretty fun. Um Zenith as a as an MMO is it's worth playing, but understand that it's proof of concept. Yeah. You know, um, don't go out and, and drop several thousand pounds just to play those games because it, it, they're, they're not that good. <laughs> they're like really mediocre games if you were talking about flat screen. Yeah. But, um, I think we should probably actually arrange more VRE nights, Ram, because now that Zaber's got his PC, yes, um, he's actually capable of driving his VR headset. Well, he did. He did. He did kindly uh, gift that VR game, or he gave me a VR game, uh, a pirate VR game recently. I see you've got it as well. Oh uh, yeah, I I was the one that told him about it. Ah uh, right. I yeah. said to him, "Have you seen this like VR style Sea of Thieves game? The online is is in beta phase at the moment. Yeah, so it's not... I was reading that. It's a bit ropey, from what I understand. Um, there is also actually like you know Valheim. Yeah. There seems to be a new game out like Valheim. I can't remember what it's called off the top of my head, but you basically play Vikings right. and you rock around with bow and arrow. You just said it's a game like Valheim. That doesn't sell it to me. If I'm no. honest, well, <laughs> it's uh, Norse mythology. Yeah, uh, looks absolutely gorgeous. Apparently, it'll bring my PC to its knees. If you set it on highest quality, it will bring my PC to its knees. So um, I think that one would be an, an interesting, interesting one to play. I don't know how you move about the world or anything, um, but it's like you you have to take down waves of enemies. And travel it. Like I said, just walking around the environment, I imagine, would be absolutely gorgeous. Yeah. Um, I want to get everyone into VR chats. We said we were going to do devouring. Um, yes, I would like to record a session of devouring. That'd be pretty. Uh, that'd be pretty fun. I'd like to oh. record it for um, uh, when we have our little break over Christmas. I'd like to actually have it recorded and have it edited together for over out over Christmas. See, but that's where we'd have to talk to Zaber and arrange an actual time because if if we don't do it soon. Yeah, though we'll have to. If if Zaber's not dying anymore, we'll speak to him on. We can speak to him on Tuesday. Yeah, sure, sure. Um, so I, there, there are some really good experiences in VR. I just sometimes I just don't think they're not worth the investment. <laughs> Make sure you've got a handful of things you want to try in VR first, because if not, you'll just find yourself going back to playing like Beat Saber and VR Chat and shit like yeah. that. I would also say, don't if you're going to go into VR, don't go straight away for like a Valve Index. Get yourself like the um, Quest or something, and some, get a Quest uh, Two or a Vive. Get a second-hand HTC Vive, yeah. the first gen. Right? Uh, here's why I recommend that that headset. The Vive is interchangeable with most parts of the Index's kit. Okay, so if you buy a Vive. You get base stations, shitty control pads, but control pads nonetheless, um, and a somewhat decent headset. Yeah. The index will track with the Vive's base stations 
and I think the controls. So you can upgrade each piece individually if you wish. All right. If you want to get into VR chat and full body tracking and all that kind of stuff, again, you're going to need a base station tracked headset. Go for an HTC Vive, and you can buy those for like 150 pounds. Yeah. And if honestly, if you are just going to play some shooters, get into social VR, the resolution isn't that important. It just isn't. I know. I I mean, um, I've not seen CineQuest. Um, screen i my rift s that was a massive upgrade from the rift in resolution because the rift mm-hmm. is really resource it's all first gen consumer level grade and that is really horrible to read anything with yeah. rift s however is good enough that you can read what you're doing you can actually it's actually pretty darn if you get it adjusted right that's pretty clear it's actually quite sharp yeah i mean no doubt if i put on a quest i would see a different i'd see a difference but actually it's good enough yeah, Quest 2, I will say, for reading and all that kind of stuff, is fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. Uh, the Vive, the HTC Vive, again, that was a Gen 1 headset. But yeah. if you, the sweet spot on that is actually quite quite easy to get, and you can upgrade... Well, that's another thing with the Vive. You can upgrade the lenses. Yeah. So that you've got... So it's a lot sharper. And you can do that for less than 50 bucks. Yeah. So... Um, you know, you've you've got a decent screen. I think it's OLED in the um, Vive. Access to full body tracking right off the bat. You can go out and buy the um, Knuckles if you really want to. The the indexes controls. Uh, if you eventually say I'd like a higher res headset, you can just buy the Index alone. Yes, because that's actually one of the next things I was thinking of doing. Mm. You know, I've I've already got base stations. I've already got Knuckles. Well, fuck it. I can buy the headset for four hundred and fifty quid. Yeah. So, and I've I've just upgraded it piece by piece. Mm. Um, Quest Two is fantastic for standalone and wireless VR. The fact that you can you can you know the 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 audience for VR is in standalone. It just is right. So a lot of games are now being put uh, for games and experiences are now being designed with uh, standalone in mind. But the idea that you can put a VR headset in a backpack. Yeah. And and go and play all these experiences or, or travel through all of these experiences, fucking grand. I I do just get an older headset. I wouldn't recommend a Rift S though, like what Ram's got. I I just wouldn't. Um, either go, uh, uh, no, not even CV one. I'd say Quest or Quest Two. If you're gonna do standalone, only go Quest Two. If you're going to go PC, VR, it doesn't matter if you go Quest 1 or Quest 2. Um, HTC Vive, the first gen. Valve Index. Um, and everything else is put it in the bin, mm. frankly. Because the, the, the software just isn't there. It's just not there. But as I said, you can, you can get like a CV1 for 50 to 100 quid. Uh, Vive for around 150 pounds don't get don't get fooled by the influences don't go and spend a grand off the bat this why i don't watch influencers i still yeah. watch them i steer clear of them just don't, don't if you steer clear of influences you'll find your life is a lot better you find it you'll be a lot happier with what you have yeah you're not always looking at the next piece of kit going i wish i had that 
that'll yeah. be the thing that makes my experience better. I promise you, it won't. It just no. won't. No. You know, my, my Quest 2 is a fantastic headset, but I'd often go back to a Gen 1 Vive just so I could do full body tracking and have an OLED screen and yeah, and all that. I would happily go back to the CV1, to be completely honest with you. CV1 was a great headset. Yeah. So the VR experience doesn't change based on resolution other than maybe a bit of screen door. Screen door, um, I will say, yeah, I will say I, I, I'm glad I got the Wift S because and and, and I'd say text is the big one. Yeah. You've got to be but a, again, though, that's text. all down to the sweet spot on your lenses too. It is. But the, the slight, a slight high resolution makes that sweet spot a bit easier to find, a bit easier to set up. Mm-hmm. Um. Because you do find when you're wearing a headset, unless if it's so tight, your skull's being cracked slightly every time you use it, they move. And because you move your head, they do drift a little bit. Yeah, you fall at the sweet spot, falls out. Yeah, yeah. So you want to have that sweet spot slightly bigger, slightly bigger. And I think the slight higher resolution gives you a slightly bigger sweet spot. So, I, mm. I, I, there was, I, there was a, a no, there was a noticeable improvement from the Rift to the Rift S, a real massive improvement. Mm-hmm. So, well, counting pixels was one of the first things I noticed in in the CV one. Like I made a comment on that straight away as soon as I was using it. Yeah. Um, Vive is there, but it ain't as bad. Yeah, uh, you know, Cosmos is there. It's not as bad, but the Cosmos trying to get that sweet spot. HTC's like second headset <laughs> trying to get the sweet spot on that's fucking atrocious. Absolutely terrible. Like you are almost constantly playing it with fucking Vaseline over the lenses. Yeah. Um, Index apparently has a horrible sweet spot, but is very easy to adjust. That's a very comfortable headset. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it, uh, yeah. Just, just maybe go for a, a Gen One, Gen Two headset. Yeah. And if your PC ain't balls deep hardcore. I mean, uh, someone who came onto my YouTube channel the other day, and I think they were trying to play VR on like a, a, a GT710 or something like that, or a 750Ti. And I'm like, yeah, no, you ain't playing VR on that. No. Like, no way. <laughs> um, if you haven't got a, a, a stonking great PC, your best bet would be standalone VR. Mm-hmm. And Quest 2 is the only standalone VR worth a fuck. But sorry, I went off on a bit of a rant there. Sorry, that's all right. That's okay. That's okay. Um, well, that's that's me done anyway. To be fair, sure. So I uh, I think this would be a good time for us to um end. I suppose. Unless anything else cool. you'd like to add in? Nah, man, that's it. Awesome. I wish I had full body tracking for my quest too. <laughs> so you want full body tracking and you want some kind of resistance system, which means you ba- basically you want an exoskeleton. It's really dude. We, 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 I was tempted if if I had the money, I would have bought a full ball, like balls deep haptic suit for VR. Look, last year, I re- I fucking really wanted one, and once I got uh, I got full body tracking set up, like beginning of this year, I think. Yeah. Um, mate, give me that in a haptic suit, and I would just sit in VR all day, <laughs> flat out. It's it's um, the it's the point. Freshness. It's like the point where you actually have to like get dressed up to play a computer game it starts getting a little bit yeah it gets a bit extreme it does get a bit extreme it's like I'm going to play I'll play a VR game I'll drip my headset on grab the chicken tries away I go 
All right, I'm just going to get changed. See well, you in a few I, minutes. I just want to throw out there, though. Immersion, you would be amazed at how much more acceptable VR is when your legs move when you move them. Mm. Like, legit. If I sit down in a chair in VR chat and like wiggle my legs in front of me, I'm like, oh, hello, this is me. Whereas if I'm playing VR chat and I don't have my full body trackers on, it feels really janky and foreign. Yeah. Like, my avatar just isn't me. So, honestly, like it sounds like a bit of a faff, but it really does make a difference. Mm, I'm sure it, it does. really makes a difference. That and being able to fly kick somebody. <laughs> uh, Top notch. Uh, anyway, so, very much for watching. Um, you can join us on our next podcast on the 3rd of December. It's nearly here. Time's coming. You best get by in your presence. Um, so you can join us on our next podcast then. Um, you can join us on our games night uh, this Tuesday. Um, you can join me on my Twitch t- channel, twitch.tv slash the Graham. And I will be on twitch.tv forward slash Skazius, S-K-4-Z-Z-I-0-U-S. Yes, and you can join us as uh, at Pearl the 3rd. And we look forward to seeing you then. So thank you for joining everybody, and we'll see you later. Take it easy, guys. Thank you.